Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS Welcome website. to the March 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci and I am here with uh, Dr. Ed Reardon. We are going way back to the heady days of January 2016 for this paper. It is called Overtroubled Water, an outbreak of infection due to a new species of mycobacterium following implant-based breast surgery. This is by Dr. Shefflin and Wickstrom from Tel Aviv and Springfield. And so, Ed, what was this paper talking about, this special topic? Mm. So I picked this paper partly because of it's being in the setting of the um, uh, PRS special edition this type, this uh, month on ALCL. The background to it is that majority of periprosthetic infections are related to gram-positive organisms, occasionally gram-negative or mycobacterial. And there's a lot of discussion currently about the way we use sterile precautions, the avoidance of pocket or implant contamination using methods like nipple shields, fresh gloves, the avoidance of periareolar incisions. Again, a lot of discussion about IV antibiotics induction, pocket irrigation, antibiotics and antiseptics. Um, there's not so much from what I can see on in methods of uh, scrubbing the scrub or preparation that we use to um, decontaminate the patient or, as you'll see, the clothing or attire that's used while we do the procedures. So in this case series, um, they had a cluster of 10 patients with a periprosthetic infection. Um, eight by the primary surgeon and two by other surgeons with delayed presentation of a, an infection. Three to six weeks post-op, clear serious drainage. Initially, the management being quite standard. Bacteria cultures were all negative. All failed a Forza technique implant exchange. And after a little bit of head scratching, the infectious diseases consultant suggested it may be a bacterial source, a mycobacterial source, sorry. They launched an investigation, mycobacterial cultures were positive in the scrub sink, the water supply, air conditioning, and three patients. Interestingly, the clinical staff tissue cultures were all negative. The center was closed, they fumigated it, but they were still unable to eradicate the mycobacteria from the water supply. And the supply was changed, the center was reopened, but they had two new cases. Interestingly, they found that the DNA fingerprint with the mycobacteria in the water supply was different to that isolated in the patients. So they took wet cultures from the primary surgeon which returned positive. So they did a home investigation, just of which was that the uh, hot tub was heavily contaminated with a new species of mycobacterium which they affectionately called mycobacterium jacuzzi. And the mechanism of transfer from the surgeon to the patient was likely to be either from skin shedding or uh, from the eyebrows, which is an unusual and atypical method of transfer from a medium, i.e. the jacuzzi, to a surgeon and then to the patient, which I thought was quite interesting, brought a number of key points up. Um, the interesting ones being in comparison to ALCL, obviously it's quite prominent within the plastic surgery literature at the moment, and I thought the um, comparison between Ralstonia and a mycobacterial bug in this case, uh, being isolated in the jacuzzi, was quite a, a, an illustrative one to make. Ralstonia, as we know, has been strongly associated with the ALCL biofilm. 
it's also a fastidious waterborne um, bug found in water supplies. And there are quite a lot of documented cases where um, there was a recent outbreak in Taiwan where they've had sterile water, sterile saline solutions used to make up um, intravascular injections, antibiotics in some cases, which were contaminated by Ralstonia during the manufacturing process. So during the making of these sterile items, the sterile saline or antibiotics, they had Ralstonia, which was resistant to the filtration and sterilization processes that these um, products undergo, which I thought was really interesting in the setting of the clustering process that that um, Profdiva particularly has managed to prove in ALCL and the current thought process about infective etiology. There has been, as you know, quite a lot of focus on uh, the other aspects uh, that are thought to contribute towards ALCL, i.e. texturing. Um, there's been a lot of research into that and the idea of the biofilm, and but not as much from what I can see about uh, avoiding contamination specific to species like Ralstonia. And it's just an interesting thought process to go down the idea that uh, as well as taking precautions within the operating theatre, um, i.e. having only the surgeon touch the, the implant, the pocket washout with betadine. And it will just be interesting to see over the coming months to years whether there's more that's looked into insofar as measures like going down the orthopaedic route of um, wearing protective covering, particularly over the face, which is interesting in the setting of Dr. Shefflin's paper here, um, as well as even the sources of contamination that have been documented in Taiwan and Europe, where you've got sterile equipment, uh, sterile saline, which we're obviously uh, using intraoperatively, which is contaminated with a bug which has been implicated in ALCL. So I think it'll just be a really interesting area of research over the coming years. Okay, thank you very much for a very interesting case report. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.